Welcome back to another episode of Unbatting. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. I had a really sweet surprise today. Aww. Yesterday, actually. Um, a very sweet surprise uh, delivered in a less sweet manner. Mm, okay, I'm curious. Uh, my 17-year-old walks down the steps and I just bought him a Letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, mom. How do I look in this Letterman jacket? And I was like, you look great, babe. And he was like, thank you. You earned yourself a whatchamacallit. He went to the store. That's so cute. And saw a whatchamacallit and knows that I love them and brought one home for me. So thoughtful. Isn't it? Such a sweet little gift. And like, it's not like the candy bar is great, right? But it's really the thought behind the candy bar and the fact that it came from a teenager. And it's like, this is the age where they're starting to realize that like the world doesn't just revolve around them. And he didn't even spend my money. (laughs) (laughs) He bought it with his own cash. With his own money. That's so cute. It was really sweet. Now, he does this occasionally. And it just... (sighs) It really warms my heart because, you know, this is okay. Occasionally, this is the second time that he's done it. (laughs) That's now officially occasional. That is a pattern now. So I am going to take it and run with it. It makes me feel really, really good that he's like, oh, he remembered from when he was a child, too. And was like, my mom loves whatchamacallits. How often do you see whatchamacallits? Rare. Yeah. Very rare. So I was feeling, I was like, I'm going to ride this high for a while. I would too. And I would go back and listen to this over and over and over. And so over. you can remember. Yeah. How great it felt. And then my little ones helped me eat the whatchamacallit. Aww. It's funny. They never let me help them eat their treats. No, never. They always want to help me eat my treats. Yeah. Anything sweet going on in your world? Welp. <laughs> as soon as that came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So little do you know, I just spilled my guts out to Dana for the last 40 minutes. So no, that's why my face looks like this. I'm going to be crying. Well, nothing sweet to report today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> but I mean, little did you know that that was a perfect segue into our topic because we're talking about feelings Mm -hmm. we're talking about all of the feelings and how important it is to feel them and how none of them are bad and they all have a place in our lives they do and it's such a good reminder even though like i'm coming into this episode i know what we're talking about it's such a good reminder that the full expression of emotion is important and experiencing the full range of emotion is important because it's really, really easy to want to push aside 
the ones that don't feel so great Mm -hmm. and to like cling to the ones that are great. And naturally, we want to do things that feel good. But if we could shift our awareness and our perspective around the not so great feelings, um, I feel like it would help us get through them a little better. Well, because we're not taught as children how to work through the anger, how to work through the sadness, how to work through the frustration. Um, I think that that's another shift that's kind of going on in our world these days is that um, we're starting to recognize that kids have big emotions, just like adults have big emotions. And if they learned how to sit with them earlier and not look at them as bad because we're told anger is bad. Don't do that. That's wrong. Right. Frustration is bad. You shouldn't get frustrated like that over something so small. Well, you know what? You and I were even just talking about this. It's like sometimes it's hard for us to hold space for our kiddos when they're having these huge feelings about something that to us is seemingly like trivial yeah and so it's like their world is much smaller than ours Mm -hmm. their problems are much smaller than ours but giving them permission to feel so big about something and holding space for them and doing that is ultimately going to translate to their lives as an adult and so a lot of the guilt i think that we feel as adults in feeling anger sadness, frustration, um, humiliation comes from us really kind of being taught to stuff it when we were kids, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm scared. Oh, there's nothing to be scared about. Yeah. I'm so sad. Cheer up. You'll be fine. Yeah. Buck up, buttercup. Yeah. Or like, you know, for boys, especially like stop crying. And, And you know what? I can't even say to boys because I'm even guilty of this. With my daughter. Yeah. Um, she's super sensitive. She cries so easily. And even knowing better, sometimes it's hard to do better because I'm like, just stop crying. Well, You're it's, fine. It's triggering. It is. I don't know how it is with you, but for me, I am triggered. If my dogs are barking, I'm like, ah. if my kids are crying, ah. like I just, I'm like, make it stop, please. Anything to make it stop. I am triggered. I am overwhelmed. Like it, it is so like, I could feel it. My skin crawling, thinking about like dogs barking and kids crying. Same. But you know, what's coming up for me is like, I wonder if you're having like a a, like auditory processing reaction, if it's like the input of sound that is so triggering for you. It's something. (laughs) Not necessarily like, um, oh, you don't like that they're feeling bad or that they're upset or or, uh, out of control, like your dog's barking or whatever, but that it's like overwhelm the input of sound and sensory input is just overwhelming for you. I think that you probably just hit the nail on the head for something that I've been trying to figure out for 41 years and haven't been able to because I'm way too damn close to it. And instead, I just feel like an insane person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a lot for me. Yeah, it is a lot. And and I know we're like digressing off a little bit. But while we're talking about this, for anybody else that also has this sensitivity 
um, because I have it too. That's the only way I can identify it, right? Yeah. So it's so hard to identify things in other people unless you experience them yourself. And um, I got these little things on Amazon. They're called Loops. I'm going to put a little plug in for this company here. Ooh. And they are just like, um, they reduce sound by like 20%. And so whenever, for instance, Jordan the other morning decided, Jordan is my six-year-old daughter, um, she decided that gurgling water as loud as possible in the dog's face was what we were going to do for the whole morning. And when I tell her to stop something, that means do it more mm -hmm. and louder, louder, harder, better. Yes. And so, um, and I could have done two things, flip my fucking lid, which was, I was this close. Yeah. No, I lied. I did flip my lid. <laughs> I flipped the lid and realized she wasn't going to stop anyway. And so then I plopped these little numbers in my ear and they muffled the sound just enough that like I could still navigate my morning and like not feel the need to control every sound coming out of her mouth. Well, I'm going to need to check those babies out Do because it. I mean, it. even my husband tried to bring a painter over like if something happens where I am not given fair warning, I immediately go into like anxiety mode. Yeah. And my husband, I'm like doing all of my normal stuff. My husband's like, oh, hey, the painter's down the street. Is it cool if I bring him in the house? And I was like, the fuck? No, it's not. This is my safe space. What are you trying to do to me? Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel out of my damn mind because I feel like any quote unquote normal person would be like yeah no big deal bring the painter in this is something that's going to be great for our house we're going to upgrade this is a super good thing not for you i went straight into bitch mode panic mode anxiety mode why are you trying to bring somebody into my like space? you have to go hide i need three to five business days in advance <laughs> before you can bring somebody into my space i don't like i need to have a plan yes i understand that and he that the painter was not a part of the plan. <laughs> painter was not a part of the plan at all. I don't think the loops can help with that, but it'll definitely help with the noise stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I think a, a big thing is identifying feelings. And I think that that is something that we're not good at as yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, I think that we all know like the core emotions, right? Like, oh, I feel happy. There's like oh, five. I feel sad. Uh huh. Oh, I feel mad. mad. <laughs> yeah. Right. If, happy, if sad, mad. If you were asked to identify a feeling, and I always hate this because I remember going to therapy and they would be like, so what are you feeling? And I would be like, angry. And they would be like, yeah, okay. But what are you feeling? And I'm like, look, bitch, I just told you that are angry. <laughs> right. And so I think that, you know, in therapy, they say you have to name it to tame it. Oh, right? okay. So that's like a little something for your back pocket. Little therapy talk for yeah, you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so the, the idea is that if you can name the emotion, they've done studies on this, mm -hmm. right? Um, so one of the studies actually was people were watching a video of people experiencing a wide range of emotions and they were monitoring their vitals uh -huh. and their blood pressure was rising as they're watching it. Right. And then they do another, another study on a group of people. And as they're watching the exact same experiences of the people, they would put 
the name of whatever the people were experiencing. Of the emotion. Humiliation, anger, disappointment, mm-hmm. resentment. And their blood pressure was not rising. Because they could identify it. Because they could identify the emotion. And so naming the emotion is so impactful. So when you feel anxiety coming up, right, it's good, bad, or ugly, whatever the feeling is, if you can take a moment to say, oh, I'm mad. Okay, well, that's pretty basic. Very basic. What are you, why? Like what, what is deeper, deeper than mad, right? Like I feel resentful. I feel disappointed. I feel let down. If you can dig into it a little bit more, the more you can name that emotion, the more you can allow it to move through you Mm -hmm. and not get stuck inside you. Well, because whenever it has a name and you can identify with it, it's not scary anymore. You're like, oh, I figured it out. That's what it is. Right, right. And so so you're going to do one of two things, right? You're going to go down the road of figuring it out Mm -hmm. or you're going to go down the road of um, like lamenting and ruminating and sitting in the emotion. A lot of times, and and I don't know if this is valid or not. I think the next time this happens, I'm going to have to sit with it and see um, what actually comes up. But there are days where I will just wake up And I have anxiety. There is an elephant sitting on my chest. I cannot breathe. I don't know what's going on. I just have anxiety. And my husband or my children or somebody will look at me and say, well, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I just have anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I think the truth of that is I haven't taken the time to sit down and figure it out. Yeah. And sometimes like, you know, we aren't taught, like we were just saying before as children, we aren't taught to process our emotions. We're taught to stuff them. Yeah. And so a lot of times it's like residual. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, it's like in your chest. You can't breathe. I know the times that I've seen you like going through some really hard things in life. It's like you can barely catch your breath in conversation. It's Do you so... remember when dad was passing away? Yeah. And you... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny to me now. It you, wasn't funny then. Jess was so triggered by I because I could not breathe. Every three seconds I was going. And she's was like, like, here's a fucking volume. I was. I was like, oh, my. Like every time you would take this, like, yeah, I want to say a deep breath, but it was so shallow. It would be like, like you were holding your breath and then like. He could just take another little swallow of air. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Why is she doing this? It's making me not be able to breathe. Do help yourself, woman. Take something. Jess comes to me with a pill. She's like, do you want this? And I was like, I really do. Yeah, I really wanted you to want it too because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh, it's but yeah, so it's always funny. been in your chest. Yeah. Um, for me, it's always in my stomach. Oh. And so it's I'm actually really grateful that we're having this episode because I would say since like Thursday or Friday, I've been so nauseous. Mm. And like I almost called out my clients on Saturday. I was like, I must have a stomach bug. I'm so nauseous. I feel like I'm on like the verge of vomiting. Like there's just something in my stomach right here. I cannot process. Um 
it's just been emotion that's trying to work itself through me. Mm -hmm. And when the anxiety comes up, whenever it comes up, I try to take this almost like the seat of like watching it happen and not committing to the feeling of it and being like, okay, yeah, you're having anxiety. I wonder like, what is this about? Is it fear? Okay. It feels like it's fear. It feels like there's fear right in here. And giving myself space to really sit with that and try to watch it and give it permission to move through because sometimes it feels like old shit. It's like getting unstuck. I think sometimes it probably is old shit. And a lot of times old shit can get triggered by something small. Dogs barking Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. suck on the floor or, I mean, insert trivial whatever here that can get things to kind of move around where you're like, oh, this subconsciously reminds me of a time when, you know, I don't know, a sock attacked me in a dark alley. (laughs) And now I'm really pissed about it. Now I cannot see a sock on the floor anywhere where there is shade because I am immediately brought back to that dark alley. (laughs) Right. Totally. So, you know, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking back to um, like when this stomach thing started for me. Uh And um, I'm realizing that it actually, do you remember whatever I did last week? Was the full you moon. did a full moon ceremony where she purposely, <laughs> hold on, I'm not going to go where you think I'm going, moved pain around in her body. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was introduced to, um, uh, again, a plant medicine, mm-hmm. um, but this one is actually taken as an eye drop. Um, so I was introduced to, um, something called Senanga eye drops, which is, um, essentially from the root of a shrub Mm -hmm. and they were used in indigenous tribes in the Amazon Mm -hmm. and as a way to move stuck energy in the body. And before I experienced this, I didn't quite understand Uh what that meant or how that would feel. But essentially, the idea is that in order to move the energy or move the stuck emotion in the body, that you have to feel that pain. And when I was there at the full moon ceremony, I wasn't in pain. I wasn't upset about anything. But I know that, that I you were trapped, aware of. Right. But I know I have to. residual or trapped pain, fear, um, anger, whatever in mm-hmm. my body. And so... I experienced these eye drops and um, one might call them spicy eye drops. I think that I, I um, explained them to you as like, I felt like I rubbed hot chilies and rock salt in my eyes at the oh, exact same time. God damn. It was quite the experience, but it really did help anger and rage move through me. And those are two emotions for me that I have a lot of guilt around feeling. Mm -hmm. I really suppress rage. I really suppress anger because when I act on those things, I feel embarrassed. I feel shameful. I feel guilty. Yeah. And those are awful emotions to feel. 
They are awful emotions to feel. You're actually impressing me with how many emotions you can name. Because if you would have just like <laughs> put a test down in front of if you were like, here's a paper, one through 20, I want you to name 20 emotions, I would have gotten to four <laughs> and then panicked. Right. And then would have been like, panic, panic, that's number five. <laughs> that's an emotion, right? Because <laughs> that's not something that we are like... I guess really t we know all the words, but we're not identifying the feelings with the words. So whenever you're talking about like the guilt that you're feeling over um, the rage, TR, TR, that's the a history. Rage. The rage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really love that. And I actually think that we should challenge people to maybe go write down as many emotions as they can think of and see how many they come up with. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not easy. But I think that if you were to like sit down quietly with yourself um, and, you know, part of another way, I guess, to like move through emotion is writing. Uh -huh. And if you would really sit down, I feel like Gosh, so much intuition comes into play whenever you're writing and journaling that like you really would get down to the nitty gritty of the emotion. If you're a person that likes to express through writing, I think you could probably identify more than you're giving yourself credit for. So I think that you kind of just brought up another point, which is that use your intuition because every single person does this differently. Right. You identify, you feel, you move through it all differently. It's like uh, the way that uh, an author would write a book. Like some authors want quiet, alone time for eight hours a day by a lake. I, I think if they're in like a Nicholas Sparks movie, that's what they do, right? Is that what you would do if you were an author? I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should be an author. <laughs> um, you know, other people can be like, oh, no, I write 20 minutes a day and then I move on with my life. Right. Um, and so every single person has their own way of doing things. Like whenever you told me about the spicy eye drops. Yes. I was like, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't need spicy objects or spicy objects. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need spicy eye, eye drops to move the pain in my body. Like I just that doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't feel good for me either. <laughs> but you're willing to do it. And yeah, I think yeah. that is where like people tell me all the time and your husband is super into cold plunging. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. I want to work through things by going on a walk. I want to work through things by curling up in my bed in the dark with my body pillow and thinking about it. I want to have dreams. I want to not put spicy things in my eyes or submerge my body in freezing cold water. <laughs> so here's the thing for me that I'm learning through my journey is that fear is one of the core emotions that I hold on to. Yeah. And being able to one, do something that I know isn't going to feel good, stepping into fear intentionally mm -hmm. and sitting with pain and discomfort and then coming out on the other end of it. It's like, the journey of life wrapped up into an evening. And so whenever 
I have a tendency to allow fear to guide my path. Uh And so I need to, I'm looking for ways to work through fear and being able to do something like the Sananga eye drops um, is a way to remind myself that I'm more powerful than I think I am. So it's interesting that you say that because I do the same thing. I force myself into situations that I'm fearful of. I just do it in a different way. Yeah. Like um, today, I had to go to a place where I knew that I was going to see somebody that didn't particularly like me. Right. And they never gave me a reason for it. I just all of a sudden was on the outs. I still don't really understand it. But I had a lot of fear going into that situation. Right. And I forced myself into it. And the way that I I was like, all right, you're going to go. It's going to happen. You're going to come out the other side. And that's how I kind of move myself through those things is I put myself in those situations where I'm like, all right, you're going to go. You're going to move through it. You're going to come out the other side. Yeah. You also did stand up comedy, which is something I would never do to myself. I still have skid marks in my underwear. (laughs) I still have skid marks in my underwear just from being in the audience. (laughs) It's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. Yeah, that is super terrifying. See, like that is like a really good example of like how your process is the same but so different than yeah, my process. Same, same, but different. Yeah. We're both forcing ourselves into situation to move through something. It's just in different. I physical pain for me is like a hard no. <laughs> yeah, you've never been into physical <laughs> pain. No. I remember when you were going to go have your first baby. I was like, ooh, I want to come. <laughs> this is not going to go over well. I've got to witness this. <laughs> I'll go. I'll be there. I'll be there. And you did witness me like holding on to a side railing and shivering in pain. Yeah, it was terrible. I hated it. I did not like seeing you in pain. I didn't want to see you in pain, but I was like, I I can't even believe she's going to do this. How is she going to get this baby out? Well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't even get a shot before I had my my first baby. Yeah. (laughs) So I understand your intrigueness. Yes. Is that a word? My curiosity. Your curiosity. Mm-hmm. Same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's, everybody does it differently. You have to feel it intuitively in your body, in your mind, in your heart, what you think is going to work for you. Um, and then you have to express it. That is my favorite part. I know. You're such a good expressor. <laughs> I'm such a weird expressor. And I, I don't even though. care. I don't even care. I'm like dancing, singing, chanting, um, writing, uh, screaming. I let out a huge scream right when I walked in here today. Like a big <laughs> ass <laughs> scream. Like somebody could have called the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Uh, like shaking, like just uh, 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 getting all the emotions out. I'm such a weird expressor, but it feels great. It is my favorite thing to watch. I remember you and I were at a cabin. We were having a weekend together and you were like, I just like have all of that stuff in my body right now. I need to get it out. And you just start like shaking and dancing. (laughs) And I was like, wow, (laughs) I would be so 
in my head. Now, but here's the thing. I love dance. But, but I, I can't dance. And I love dance in a different way. Yes, yes. So where yours is like um uh almost animalistic, like like uh what's the <laughs> word I'm I'm looking for? It's like raw. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is like to a beat. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> It's funny because when you say like, oh, I get so in my head, when I have to like dance with a group on a dance floor, let's say like your sister's wedding. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh God, I look so ridiculous. Oh God. Am I even in beat? Am I like, I am in my head big time. Um, and then there's me doing the air guitar. Totally. <laughs> or like up on stage at a uh, karaoke bar singing Britney, Britney Spears. Sp <laughs> And dancing your ass off. And I so admire that. I think that that's so cool because it's something that I struggle to do. But again, same, 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 same but different. different. <laughs> that's how we do it. And I think it's so great, too, for our listeners to be able to hear like how different we process things, because in the vast differences between you and I are the differences between me and somebody else or you and somebody else. And so like. When we talk about these things, if you're on your journey as well and you feel like, well, I don't do it the same way or well, I'm not doing it right or I'm doing it wrong. Like there's no wrong way. Mm -mm. Everybody's journey is so different. And it took me a really long time to understand that. But like if we can just respect that we are all so different, but going through the same shit and processing it in different ways, um, we'll be so much more capable of supporting each other. It's all about um, creation, right? Like being able to take that emotion and like create something else out of it. There are people that like, who's that woman that you watch on TikTok that like does all the dancing with like a oh, vagina? Yeah, she's like, I don't even know her. I wish I knew her name. I feel like I need it. Like Andy, Tony something. It's Tony something. Let me look it up. Okay. Because she's fascinating to she's watch. Fascinating. And that is something that I really love is that your expression, your creation does not need to match somebody else's for it to work for you. Right. And I think that so often in our lives, we're all put into boxes for everything else. Yes. How we process our emotions is not a one size fits all. It's not. And I mean, even if you go like tribal, right? Like if you go to like African tribes, it's like stomping and dancing mm -hmm. and drumming. Or if you go to even native tribes, it's like similar but different. Like there's so many ways to process and move energy through your body. Tony, would you say Nagy? Nagy? Tony at T-O-N-Y dot N-A-G-Y if you want to go look for her on TikTok. Um, I, I don't know if it's Nagy or Nagy, but I am fascinated by her. Very expressive. So expressive. Like the kind of expressive that leaves you kind of awestruck because if you were um, a person that wanted to put somebody else in a box, you would call her weird for sure. And I love her weirdness. Me too. I love her weirdness. I love her expressiveness. She is so smart. Yes. Um, and like 
and brave and mm. courageous to express herself the way that she does. I love everything about her. I think it's so cool. Me too. Me too. Um, so what are ways that you process or express whenever you are sitting with an emotion or trying to work through something? You know, it's really taken me some time. And it's funny because this week in particular, um, I really feel like we didn't know that this episode was coming, but mm -hmm. it really is exactly what we needed. We like intuitively came up with this together because honestly, guys, we had a different topic for tonight and neither of us were really feeling it. And we kind of worked through it and we were like, how about this? And it was exactly what needed to happen. Exactly what we needed. Um, I have really been leaning on this saying that is so far you have survived a hundred percent of your bad days. Ooh, I like that. And I'm like, it's true. Mm -hmm. Emotions never stay. It is an ebb and a flow. They come and they go. It's good. It's bad. It's happy. It's sad. It's frustration. It's elation. There's so much that goes into it. And so this week in particular, I've been allowing whatever it is. And I've been feeling really good. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, I was very scared going to this thing today. But you know what? That's good. I felt something mm -hmm. feeling all of those things, no matter what it is, is a good thing. It is a good thing. And there's no right or wrong emotion, right? It's not like you have to be happy all the time. Even you saying like, I've been feeling really good this week. I'm like, oh gosh, why haven't I been feeling good this week? And I'm like, wait, no, like that's okay. That is okay. That's okay. You have to. And and it's cliche to say, but like without the polarity of good and bad, one does not exist without the other. It's a it's a circle, right? You would just feel okay you, all the time. Yeah, you would be like flatline. Yes. And that's dead. That's Nobody dead. wants to be fucking dead. No, that's dead. And the the good and the bad need to exist. In relation to each other. Otherwise, what what are we? What is the point? Well, and if you want to go extra woo-woo with it, and I do, our souls come here for the purpose of experiencing all of the things. Right. The grief, the excitement, like they're all of the emotions your soul wants to experience. Yeah. And that's why there's not a single person on the planet that just has one emotion a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Find me a person that hasn't experienced grief and um, I don't know, you, you name all the other emotions that are out there. Find me a person that hasn't gone through an array of them. And I will show you a newborn baby or a dead person because that's what they are. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, like, fuck the birthing experience. Like that is traumatic. Not happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that baby is feeling some shit. Yes. So maybe just the dead person. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And you know what? And they're probably even excited to get back to where they're going. <laughs> I know. Do you ever like kind of feel happy for dead people? Yes. 
such a weird shift of perspective since I've been on more of a spiritual path is that like when I hear of someone dying, I'm like, lucky. <laughs> God, you're so lucky. Okay, so uh, whenever dad was passing, um, you know what? It's actually kind of because the second time I've brought up his passing. Yeah. And today does mark the anniversary of um, his burial. However, uh, when he was passing, do you remember Andrea said to him, like, are you ready to go? If you're ready to go blink. I don't remember that. And he moment. blinked at her. He blinked hard at her. He He's was like, like, let me fucking go. Mm -hmm. And that to me signaled how unafraid he was, mm -hmm. how he was like, I don't want to say looking forward to it, but it signaled to me that he was going to be okay, that yeah. he knew something was on the other side, that he was uh, not afraid of it. Yeah. And to me, that helped me. That like felt good to me. Him saying like, yep, let me go. He wasn't like, no, bitch, I'm holding on for dear life. He was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm yeah. blinking at you. Let me go. Let me go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's really, um, I feel like a gift that you have to be able to observe other people um, outside of yourself. Yeah. Because a lot, I think that like, I don't have many memories of those times because I was so encapsulated by my own emotions and what was going on in that moment that I was like, holding on for dear life. Yeah. You know, I was trying to work every angle that we possibly could during his passing to prolong his life or get him back to some sort of quality of life. Um, and so, you know, to be able to have that brief moment that you observed him kind of giving the thumbs up, like there's so much healing in that. Well, I think my favorite part was singing him Happy Trails. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That was my favorite. <laughs> um, but what you just said, I'd love to know if there was something that you've gathered from that as you've moved on. Like you've looked back, you've seen that this is how I handled these emotions at that time. Have you been able to grow and learn from that and um, reevaluate when you're having big feelings now? So, yeah, I really, um, it's an ebb and flow, totally. right? Certainly whenever there are really big things going on, um, sometimes I do get committed Encapsulated in them to the feeling, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's part of my process. And so I don't judge it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to go through this. And then whenever I start to have feelings about having felt a certain way is whenever I start to shift to the seat of the observer. Okay. And that's when I'm like, okay, I am watching myself go through this. I'm watching myself have these emotions. What is my choice here? Am I going to stuff this? Am I going to feel it? Am I going to process it? Am I going to identify where it is in my body? Um, is this in my hip? Is it in my shoulder? Is it in my stomach? Where does it want to live? And how can I give it space to release? And so when I'm able to move to that seat of watching where it goes, I feel like it does allow me to a process in a different way. Um, and sometimes I can't get there. And that's okay, too. Yes. Yeah. I think that's like a huge lesson here is that we are all so judgmental of ourselves. 
And sometimes that really um, can hurt the process mm-hmm. because we're too busy being judgy rather than identifying the feeling and sitting with it and allowing it to be what it is Mm -hmm. because every single human being out there has all of these things. Yep. We all go through it at one time or another many times sometimes. Yeah. And allowing it to happen, not judging it. I think it's so easy for us to judge ourselves. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Um, there are times when I am having, uh, something embarrassing and I'm just sitting here judging myself over being embarrassed over something that I can no longer control and how dare I am. And I'm like, no, 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 you gotta feel it. If you want to move past it, if I want to look back and laugh on it in, I don't know, a decade or two (laughs) depending on how long it takes me depending on how embarrassing it was listen there are still things that keep me up at night that happened 20 years ago (laughs) but here's the thing right with judgment specifically we are the only ones who can judge ourselves yeah and so don't be concerned with who else is judging you and you have the control of judging yourself. Isn't that amazing? Somebody else judging you, it isn't like they don't live your life. Uh-huh. They don't know. They don't have all the facts. They don't have all the facts. They don't have the core of who you are. They have their experience. You have your experience. Mm-hmm. And so fuck if somebody else is judging you. Who just, who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. But if you're judging yourself, mm-hmm. that's where the pain is. That's where you got to let go. Spicy eye drops. Spicy eye drops, girl. <laughs> Stand up comedy. Step into the fear. <laughs> Process it. We all shit our pants in different ways. <laughs> Name of the episode right there. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we did not talk about what we were going to talk about. Me too. This is way better. Different time for that one. Definitely. Um, Is there anything else coming up for you for this or are we ready to wrap this up? I don't know. I feel pretty, um, pretty satisfied. I do too. And full really Mm -hmm. in my heart. It feels like, um, feel like I ate a whole emotional steak. Yep. I mean, (laughs) an emotional mushroom, mushroom, lion's mane. (laughs) (laughs) So, Look, I think this was a great episode. It felt good in my heart. If it feels good in your heart and you want to share it with somebody, um, please do. You can leave us a rate and a review, which will help other people find the episode or feel free to send it to them directly and brighten their day. Yes. And guys, we really love to hear uh, the things that you are grateful for. We've gotten some over the last week and it's really fun to read. We are going to start maybe once a month or so doing We'll figure it out as time goes on. You know how these things go. Um, so share with us. What are the things? I want your stories. Mm-hmm. I want background. I want the meat and potatoes. Or if you're vegan, I want the potatoes and... Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts (laughs) of the story. Um, And what has you feeling some gratitude? 
All right, guys, with all the gratitude and all the feelings, we will catch you next time. We're unbatting, baby. Unbatting. Unbatting. We're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.